Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. August is almost over, and that means the Kind of Funny Patreon pledge drive is about to wrap up. If you love what we do, please know we couldn't do it without your support on patreon.com slash kind of funny. And it would mean the world to us if you tossed us a sub, even if it was just for a month. Yo, what the heck is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Kind of Funny X-Cast, your home for all things Xbox here at Kind of Funny. Of course, I'm one of your hosts, Snowbike Mike, and today I'm joined by both my gaming dads, and oh my gosh, we got an energy about ourselves, guys. I don't know if it's Gary showing off the gun show right now <laughs> in this wicked dope tank top, or if it's just Paris bringing the smiles and the energy I always need, but this episode... Something special is going to happen. Let's start off with you, Gary, because the gun show is here. You're in a tank top. You're looking sharp. You're ready for some end of summer fun, it looks like. I just want to first of all say to Paris, Paris, if any way you're, you're kind of threatened or made to feel inferior by the gun show <laughs> that's on display, I apologize. Um, and no, in all seriousness, I kind of feel like the audio audience is getting, is getting the better deal this week. Like oh. you, nobody wants to see this. No, I think they're missing out on it, Gary. But listen, it's too hot out there. Yeah. It's too hot. I'm British. I don't do, don't do well in the hot weather. Yeah. I thought about, do I really want to subject people do to we, yeah. the tank top look? But at the end of the day, I care more about my own comfort than other people's. Course, why are we dressing up, so Gary? I'm Let's here. enjoy you, ourselves. You, you, can, you can deal with it. You look like dad's going to the beach. Like no, I'm not, this, I'm, beach, this is kind of funny. I'm repping the kind of funny merch. You are. You are. This the is an official edition. kind of funny tank top. Yep. As soon as I saw it in the little merch closet, I said to Joey, oh, can I have that? Because mm -hmm. I am rocking the tank tops right now because it's so hot. Yeah. It's so fucking hot right now, Mike. This past week. Tell me about it. How hot is it? It's too hot. And I'm so grumpy because the kitchen remodel is being finished. <laughs> yeah, and I've yeah, got a bunch yeah. of other <laughs> shit that's annoying me. It's so, it's so hot. And I'm so com I feel, felt so compatible all week. Honestly, I'm surprised the fucking predator hasn't shown up. <laughs> you know how they're attracted to like heat and conflict? Yeah, yeah. There's, that, that's that's what my house has been. Nothing but heat and conflict the last week. You think a giant grizzly bear is showing up because you're just putting out that heat and conflict? No, I mean like yeah. the fucking alien predator. Oh, you're dude. talking about the alien yes, predator? The predator. Da 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 da. Come on, do it now! Come on, kill me! Do it! Do it now! Probably afraid of your guns that you're showing off. I mean, yeah, no, no predator's going to fuck with me. I mean, but you're also showing something else off. Do you want to do it right now and get it out the well, way? Well, listen, yeah, look, I'm going to be shameless about it. Greg already knows this. He signed off on it all. Yeah. Oh, and there is a Starfield connection to this. You know yeah, what he did. Yeah, well, you know, me you and Paris, we didn't approve of this, just so you yeah, know. Yeah, and Janet fucking lost her shit over it. I, She's <laughs> like, this is an outrage. I want an inquiry. Yeah, yeah. She was not happy. Why don't you tell the people what happened this week? So basically... 
um, as you know, you do this kind of funny uh, lead. We, not you, we. We did it as I'm, a team. I'm ba- I'm ba- I wasn't even there for the draft. Like, you guys drafted it for me. But, like, you know, you, you pick uh-huh. games that are coming out and you, you, and, you, and you draft them based on how you think they're going to review when they yes, come out, yes. right? Uh-huh. Oh, by the way, I've got, I, there's, there's some controversy that I want to check in with you about as well and related to this. Okay. So um, I got Starfield in the first round, you know, which is obviously considered to be going to be a high-scoring game. Most we- people... Yeah, we that was the assumption at the time. Your and it continues to be the here. assumption. Obviously, I have to be very careful because I can't. I've been playing it. And I'm not allowed to like <laughs> give it any hint of like what my impressions are. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but Greg, for weeks now, for months, has been saying, "Oh, wouldn't it be funny? Wouldn't it be funny if you just gave me Starfield and like allowed me like trade because you can trade games back and forth. Mm-hmm. Just put it in my roster because Greg desperately wants to win this thing, right? Yeah, yeah. And I didn't want, I, I kept saying, no, 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 I'm not going to do it because I know what Greg's like. He's insufferable when he wins things. I'm not going to be a part of. <laughs> Anything that like brings Greg any kind of pleasure or happiness. Yeah. But then he came back to me a third time, increasingly desperate. Wouldn't it be funny? Wouldn't it be funny? I said, look, I've got this book coming out. I'll trade it to you if you allow me to like shamelessly promote my book on the kind of funny, you know, family of shows. Of course. Which is going to include a very special uh, stream that we're going to do on September 8th. Yep. Uh, the book comes out September 12th. September 8th, me and Greg are going to be here. We're going to talk Starfield. We're going to talk Gundog, the new book. Um, and so, like, okay, I, I'm getting, I feel like I'm getting quite a lot out of it. I like that. I'm, I, can, I can stomach Greg getting something out of this as well. Like, I, can, mm. I can live with it. Yeah. Um, but, I, but in the run-up to then, like, this is not like when I work on Star Wars or I do, like, a Will Smith movie or something where I know there's going to be, like, a billion-dollar marketing machine behind that. Of course, of course. This is a small independent publisher. There's no marketing budget. It's just me. So i got to be shameless. i got to call in every favor. Um, and, you know, this thing with Greg worked out uh, – then we're going to do a special stream. But in the meantime, I'm going to continue to rep it. Here's the book. comes out September 12th. Very excited about it. You can, you can pre-order it right now. Amazon, yep. Barnes & Nobles, Inkshares.com, The Publisher, Target, Walmart. You name it, it's everywhere. I'm even repping the merch. I've got the baseball hat right here. You can go to gundogshop.com. You can get your T-shirt, get your baseball hat, get your exclusive shit. Now, if people don't know about Gundog, or yeah. maybe they forgot to listen in, Give me a quick, what is Gundog? Uh, near future America, years after an alien invasion, these alien machines have taken over the world. Think Skynet, but they come from a different planet. And it's a young woman who escapes from an alien prison camp and discovers this 600-ton, uh, 60-foot-tall um, mech, essentially, called a Gundog. Uh, and she straps herself, in, straps herself into it, teaches herself to operate it, and starts fighting the aliens. It's, pop, it's, it's a short book. It's popcorn. Yeah. You know, it's fun. I don't think it's going to win any awards or anything, but it's, it's, it's a bit of fun. And I really enjoyed it. I always wanted to do something with a giant robot fucking shit up. Yeah. And this, this is how I scratched that itch. Of course, that could go hand in hand with this week's big release, Armored, Armored Core. Armored Yeah, that's right. Which, of course, over on the Kind of Funny Games cast, we did a review with one blessing out of Yoye Jr., the future class of video games, alongside Baird and myself, who both played the game as well. And if you want to learn more about Armored Core 6 and how freaking rad it is, oh, you should great. go check out this games cast. Barrett and Bless both gave it a five out of five on the kind of funny review scale. I said that this is the coolest game of the year. If you're into mechs, if you want to live out that cool Gundam fantasy, you want to have a really dope video game. This is that game. Right? Sorry, Mike. My score was it fucking rips, not a five yes. out of five. I've that got was my it. official score. <laughs> and just so we're clear, five, five is that's better than four, right? That's the top one out that of the five. That is better okay. than four. Is it better than three? I believe. Yeah, which so. in turn is better than three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had to talk about like how the review score worked. <laughs> I remember when, we, that. when I remember it was on that. KFGD uh, 
earlier this week. Um, but no, so to go back to the league thing, I know Janet's not happy. Yeah. She's she's calling shenanigans. I obviously, I don't give a fuck. Like, you guys sort it out. I'm getting what <laughs> yeah, I want out of it. Yeah, me and poor Paris, yeah. We're just, we're just but there was presents, an issue yeah. about, like, early acts. Because I said, like, did anybody get Baldur's Gate 3? Yeah, yeah. And apparently you wanted it. I but you weren't allowed to draft it because of early access. But it is now, obviously, out in retail. It's clearly going to be one of the, if not the high score of the game. Do you feel like you got... Ripped off here? Oh, like, course, you should have yeah, Baldur's yeah. Gate 3 in your portfolio. Uh, me and Paris pushed really hard on Blessing to say, hey, Mike should get Baldur's Gate 3. He asked for it. He wanted it. Uh, there's no question about it. People watched the draft at the beginning of the year. And, um, yeah, unfortunately, we got that taken from us. And we're going to remember that. But, you know, me and Paris will also remember you selling us down the river on this year. Because, you know, last year we lost. Look, we lost. And it hurts. At the end of the day, I'm going to be pushing kids off the lifeboat. I mean, <laughs> I'm going to be honest with both of y'all. Even like, I don't know where Starfield's going to land with points and all this stuff. But just looking at the year so far, like Paris, I know you have Spider Man. I know you have like, <laughs> Paris. You have ten points right now. Gary, you had two points. Mike, you're like the closest with forty two points, but you're still twenty points behind Blessing. Look, I don't know if Starfield was really going to be the big turn the tide for the entire <laughs> X Cast team to overtake the plus like two hundred and fifty plus points that. PSI I mean, it was high, it was has. highly coveted in the draft, right? Starfield is, would have been yeah. first round, first round pick for a lot of people. Maybe yeah. maybe we. Come together as a family and we say we don't do that no more you know <laughs> <laughs> Paris let's go over to you how are you my gaming dad how you feeling how you looking no I'm, I'm doing good um obviously we're you know in the middle of of review season here so yep. I'm playing a lot of a certain game but um no everything's good yesterday um as Greg Miller deemed it um I was a scab and I went over to IGN and uh, I was in our Gamescom opening night live post show so I had a good time over there. So so thank you to all the good folks over at IGN for inviting me. But um, yeah, it's been, been pretty good. Looking forward to next week. It will be in studio next week. So I'm really looking forward to that. We should have a good two days of content coming up. Yeah, big deal. Of course, we're all looking forward to next week. We'll just get it out of the way now. Of course, the Kind of Funny team has review codes for Starfield. A number of us are playing it in preparation for the review. It's a big deal. Of course, a big Xbox title coming your way. And... A big deal because Paris is coming into the studio to not only be the main reviewer for the Gamescast, That's but right. also do the follow-up episode of the Kind of Funny X-Cast here on the table with us all for the viewers' Q&A. Of course, if you want your questions answered, all things Starfield-related, you can write in to kindoffunny.com slash X-Cast right now, where Paris and Gary and the team will of course, answer your burning that's questions. That's going to be, when you think release. about it, that's going to be huge next week. Me, you, and Paris, all in the studio for the first time ever. First time ever. Right? Yep. With Starfield. Reviewing and talking about the biggest Xbox game yeah, of, of the year. That's huge. Now, you're probably saying to yourself, Snowbike, Mike, where do you fit into all of this? Of course, I am not currently reviewing Starfield. I am not playing Starfield. Yeah, you're, you're, you're blue balling it. Because your boy, Snowbike Mike, is also <laughs> the head of the stream team here at Kind of Funny. So another programming update for you. Of course, when the reviews pop and we are allowed to stream Starfield, I will begin the official Kind of Funny uncapped marathon stream. So we will play Starfield for as long as you wanted on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games and of course on youtube.com slash kind of funny games it will be my first time in Starfield with all of you for a super marathon stream heading into Labor Day weekend will we go all weekend will we go for two hours will we go for 48 hours and beyond it's all up to you and your support over on those two streaming channels. So it'll be a ton of fun, but a lot of great content, a lot of awesome stuff coming your way. Of course, 
We got a fun show for all of you. I got to remind you that this is the kind of funny X-Cast we post each and every Thursday at 6 a.m. West Coast, Best Coast time on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games, RoosterTeeth.com, and of course on podcast services around the globe. Don't forget we are now Epic Games partners, which means if you are buying games off the Epic Games store, upgrading your look in Fortnite, Rocket League, or Fall Guys, please use our Epic Creator Code, Kind of Funny at checkout. We'd like to thank those who support us. And so a big thank you to our Patreon producers for the month of August. Of course, Jedi Master Deadpool, Delaney Twining, and Logan Delaney. Thank you all so much for your support over on Patreon. This week, the Kind of Funny X-Cast is sponsored by BetterHelp, but we'll talk about that in just a little bit. Guys, let's talk about Mike's spending money. Wait, wait, wait. Before, before we go any further. Yeah, I, mean, yeah, I, mean, I got something to Tell me. Okay, both of you, you tell I, me. Because I, I love talking about you spending I money. I know you love it, Gary. Uh, but first, I want to acknowledge, I may look very ready for summer right You now. look good, Gary. You well. may not, but that's because people aren't seeing the full picture. They never see the full picture. I, th- I, I think we should come out from behind the desk. Yeah, show it off? And people should, should okay. see the leg shot. Okay. Right, Ladies and gentlemen, you're if you're watching, this? of course, on YouTube, you're going to see Barrett's coming too, Mike he's Gary also rocking the and jams. Barrett all in studio looking good. And of course, if you are listening, just imagine three handsome dudes. If you're listening to the audio version, you can't really hear Gary right now. Okay, yeah, we'll do this. So I don't know. I, who do you think has the best legs out of the three of us? <laughs> I, I've got very good calf muscles. Look at that. Footballer's legs. Look at that. See that? See the definition? You got some footballer's legs. Oh, yeah. Sure. I yeah. also got the thigh tattoo right here. Yeah, he's got a oh, thigh tattoo. Oh, you do? Tattoo. Okay. You've got some art. Okay. You got no, any that's tattoos? good. I don't. I, I'm th- maybe I'm thinking about getting one. Always resisting. You should get a gun dog tat. Have you ever thought about getting a tattoo of projects that's you've done? Yeah. Paris, of course, the only one on the crew with, who actually has like any muscle, muscular definition at all, <laughs> not able to show off. Well, he's got now next week. Though. Next week, next yeah. week, Paris will be here. Are we all going to dinner? Uh, yeah, Gary, Paris, you're the Paris, di- do you want to go to dinner? You're the week? dinner guy. Absolutely, I want to go to dinner. You Matter of fact, I need focus? to file a grievance. Can I file a grievance right now? Lay it on I don't know, my camera's not yeah, focusing. Get, get, get my, on the grievance. Get my camera to focus. Okay, I have a grievance. What, what was it? Got? Two weeks ago, you got. Was it Benny Hanna or something? Yeah. Y'all went somewhere. Yeah, I'm like, you couldn't wait. You just wait a couple weeks for me we to just show go up. again. Where do you want it, Paris? Yeah, here's the thing, Paris. They went twice, so they yes. don't care about going a third time. <laughs> yeah, we'll go, Paris. You pick. Where do you want to go? You want to um, go back to the House of Prime Rib? You want to go to Benihana? You call. You call it. You know what? We might have to do a Benihana run. Got to Benihana. Love, love that okay. Benihana. I like that. Get no, there. I like Amber. Oh, so, yeah, uh, why don't we take him to Amber, India? Best Indian restaurant in the city, dude. What he's in the movie? Yeah, we got, now we got to do it Wednesday night because I'm flying out Thursday night. So I won't, I won't be around like Thursday what? night. You're in charge we'll of like that. What? You're the dinner yeah. guy. All right. All right we'll we'll lock it in. Let me say this one thing before Tell we me. get into the show proper. Last Starfield thing and no spoilers or nothing, obviously. Okay. But it has been hilarious. People on social media. I don't care what. It, like when I, I put out that initial tweet saying, hey, I got the code. And then not on purpose. But I just went dark for like an entire day. I didn't tweet, didn't say anything. People were tracking <laughs> the fact that I hadn't said anything. So anytime I've tweeted anything, and I don't, I'm not nothing Starfield. I'm not saying anything. Everyone's trying to decipher it. It's something about Starfield. And my only response to all of that is August 31st at 9 a.m. Pacific. Kind of funny. Be here, then you'll know. I said on when I was on uh, KFGD on Monday with Jared. Yeah, I, I I made the same point. I I said to him, and I'll say it again now. 
I'm obviously not in a position to talk about how much I'm enjoying Starfield. Yeah. But I am in really enjoying trolling the fuck out of people who it. aren't playing Starfield <laughs> while I am. I posted this picture on TikTok. By the way, follow me on TikTok. Gary Witter on TikTok, trying to get my trying to get my TikTok follow him going. on TikTok. We know it. I oh know yeah, so, it. So, so a couple of things. I posted a, like, the install tile going. Oh my god, I'm going to play Starfield, and a bunch of people jumped in going, "Who is this motherfucker? He's only got 600 followers on TikTok. He does. He's just doing a pre-install. He doesn't really have the game." I'm like, yeah. "You dumb motherfucker. You don't know who I am." Yeah, exactly. Andy Corsair jumped in and said, "Like, Google him, dude. He's the man." Yeah, and so. <laughs> And then I and then Paris and I were chatting about it a little bit yeah. back and forth, early impressions. And I posted that like, like the joke was like I redacted it so much that you can't possibly extract anything from it in terms of whatever our impressions are. And of course, I would never mess with that. Like we'll honor the embargo, and I'm we're very very careful about how we talk about the game until the embargo is up next week. Um, but uh, Paris, you remember like people took that screenshot. And they were like tr desperately trying to extract something from it. Like, oh, he said lol. What does that mean? Does that mean they're laughing? Are they, are they laughing at the game? Is it, this is bad, right? Like, people are so desperate right now for Starfield. And let me say, I'll tell you something else, right? The star, I, I, one thing I can, there's no embargo on my thoughts on the Starfield discourse, which currently right now is a shit show. I mean, let, yeah. oh my let's, God. let's have a quick conversation about that because, yes, there's a fervor. There is some sort of there is excitement. A there is a wild moment going on ahead of Starfield. And, of course, that's led to some wild discourse. That has led to this jabroni on Twitter tweeting out the Starfield menu screen, oh. the homepage, and just absolutely losing his mind. The quote reads on this one. Starfield start screen either shows hasty shipping deadlines by a passionate team overworked or a team that didn't care. One of the most outrageous tweets I've ever read in my human life. Here. If by outrageous you mean dumbest. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was dumb. And, the, and, and you know, he, the internet fucking piled on, rightly so, um, and uh, sent him packing. Because it was it was it was a stupid stupid comment. Stupid tweet. Yeah, it was a it, dumbass it, comment. And it's gonna and it's gonna be revealed without again without saying anything when the game comes out and people actually are experiencing the start screen for themselves. It'll be even more obvious how stupid it was. Yeah, hundred percent. I, I will just simply say and only comment on it. You know. <laughs> Props to uh, Pete Hines for his yes. response to it, because that was spot on. And to to the point of what he was saying, it's insulting to everyone that's worked on this Absolutely. game for years. Absolutely. That bottom line. And the fact that this person is, was, used to be, I'm not 100% sure, was, was a game developer. So it's like, you know. He's the, you that understand guy's, how that this guy, works. That guy's known, has a track record for like really right. bad taste. Right. I mean, really bad takes. Like you, Paris. You two would probably yeah, get on. Like me. Both have terrible takes. <laughs> How are you going to just start taking shots at Paris out of nowhere? <laughs> it came out of nowhere. <laughs> of course, Pete Hines did take to Twitter, which was pretty wild to see because that's how crazy this Starfield discourse has been. He wrote out, he says, or they designed what they wanted, and that's been our menu for years and was one uh, was one of the first things we settled on. Yeah. Having an opinion is one thing. Questioning out a developer's care because you would have done it different is highly unprofessional coming from, quote, another dev. Is this their first Bethesda game that they've opened up a star, uh, like uh, a star screen no, for? Because, I, like, this is the thing. Like, listen, all Paul other Bethesda star screens yeah. are pretty simplicistic. So the that, most complicated that, one is Fallout 4. That guy is a former um, game developer. Yep. He should know better. To, than to accuse game developers of being lazy or not caring. Because I promise you, 
that is almost, and I want to say never, but I'll, I'll, I'll condition it by saying that, that is almost never the reason why something isn't good. It's never because of, because of a lack of effort or care or thought. Other things can go sideways, but I promise you this, the Starfield devs, whatever the end result of the game is, put their fucking hearts and souls into that game. So to be told that they're lazy or they didn't care is, 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 is both yeah. stupid, it's ignorant, and it's fucking insulting. And that guy got exactly what he deserved from the internet, which, which was basically being told to fuck off. So, of course, this week has been red hot. Now that people know it's out in the wild, now that we have reviewers with their hands on it, I think there's just a peak here that we are rising to. The kettle is getting hot, and we are just waiting for this thing to finally release. Paris and Gary, in your days as, of course, games media, games reviewers, you guys have done this a long time. Has there been any other games in your past that have had this kind of energy and momentum leading in to the big day? Oh, sure. I mean, there's any number of, like, so this, Starfield's not the first game that has been hyped to the moon and back, right? Yeah. There's, there's, there's several of them every year. This one is big. You know, Bethesda have hyped it a lot. Star, the Starfield Direct and 50 billion years in the making, whatever it was that they said. Uh, but then now uh, the community's really gotten into it as well. And, you know, mm. back when I was reviewing games, we didn't have to worry about social media. But again, the, the discourse is more than just that title screen embarrassment. It's, it's a lot of, you see people now polarized, dividing into two camps. There's a lot of predictive stuff because there was a gameplay leak, right? Something like 30, 40 minutes of gameplay leaks, which was inevitable because the codes are out there. Someone's going to do it. And I'm seeing a lot of people now, again, trying to divine way too much from way too little and, and, and already basically deciding what they think of the game. People are saying Starfield is going to suck or Starfield is going to be awesome. And I guarantee you, none of those people, when the game actually comes out, are going to change their minds because they've already decided what they think. No one's going to say, oh, now that I've played it, it doesn't suck, it's great. Or now that I've played it, it isn't great, it sucks. Everyone's just going to like double down on their, the opinions that they've already decided that they're going to have. The, 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 the hot take industrial complex is out of control. And thank God for people like you, me, Paris and Greg, who will sit here and actually have a sensible discussion about if the game's any good or not, because a lot of what's going on in social media right now is embarrassing, frankly. I, I'll take us back like, what, three, four months at this point. Like the last time it happened was uh, Zelda, right? Like right. It, it was a mm -hmm. similar fervor of, you know, like when they're really showing off what that game actually was so much of it was like, oh, it's the same Hyrule. It's going to be the same game and all right. this stuff. Like it, it's. The, the hot take industry uh, machine is just really tiring, and I'm glad. You know what? Maybe there's maybe there's a good thing about Elon Musk absolutely tanking uh, X, formerly <laughs> known as Twitter. You know, like maybe maybe that industry can die a little bit. You know, a lot of it a lot of it is so cynical as well. A lot of it is just engagement bait. It's like Starfield is box office, right? So if you go on TikTok or Twitter, I refuse to call it X because it's fucking stupid. Uh, or anyway, Instagram, YouTube, and you put up a thing that says Starfield is this or that, and you've got like a contentious take on it, you're going to get hits. And so a lot of people are just manufacturing bad takes because they know that one way or another they're going to get traffic. Here, here's what I'll say on to answer your, your question, Mike. Yeah. Um, to me, from an Xbox perspective, I think this is the most hype we've seen for a game quite honestly like the lead up to it probably since halo 3 and 07 yeah. to for in my opinion you know just the anticipation for it the community just the marketing that was around just everything the hype for that game was just out, out of control i think this is the biggest 
we've seen since since that point. How much and, of that do you think is being driven by the Bethesda and, and Xbox marketing and publicity? Because they really have gone in all or, go, or gone all in on it. And how much do you think is just the community kind of getting getting you know run, taking the ball and running with it? Well, well, according to some people, they haven't marketed the game enough. So, um, but no, I think they they have. I think the marketing on it's been pretty strong. But I do think the community awareness around it, and ironically enough, it's some of the outrageous comments that we've seen the one that we just talked about with the title screen that that creates engagement whether it's good or bad and that creates more awareness and people are talking about it right and i just think the anticipation of it is just building like i said i can't even tweet anything right now and people are trying to play detective you know deciphering what what if it's something about that game so yeah i just think i think the awareness for it is at an all-time high right now and obviously we will see and this brings me to my second point when 8.31 gets here at 9 a.m., good, bad, in between, does not matter. It is going to be chaos. Oh, yeah. Because for everything that you were just show. saying, you think it's bad here, now. 1,000% it will be on either way, either because the game is so great, or because the game is bad, or whatever, it, it's not going to matter. And I just think that, believe it or not, is actually just a testament to what Todd Howard and his team has been doing for so many years that here's this built up anticipation for this game. And yeah, I, I just think the community is just ready to explode either way. If I were Bethesda, if I were Xbox, I would have, I would have marketed it much less. I think it's better to under promise and over deliver than the other way around. Like again, the reason I asked the question about, is it the community or is it Bethesda? One way or another, the bar is set super, super high, right? Like this is, this is one of the biggest game releases of the year. So they have to hit that bar. If the game, I think we talked about this on a previous, if the game comes out and it's merely excellent or really, really good, that's not going to be good enough for a lot of people because the hype has like set it as like, this is the game of the generation, game of the year. A lot of people are thinking that. And so it has to come in and meet that because otherwise you fall prey to like the, the classic media cycle of building something up just so you can chop it down and get another news cycle out of it. So like, oh, Starfield's going to be the biggest game ever. Let's say, and again, I can't say anything, but let's say the game comes out and in any way underwhelms or underperforms, the media are going to fucking love that. That's a whole new news cycle of Starfield disappoints or whatever it's going to be. So like, it's, it's dangerous, I think, to overhype a game. But to some degree, you can, you can only control it so much, right? If the community is going to decide that it's the biggest game of the year, regardless of what you say, that's the expectation. It's the same with every Nintendo Direct. Everyone goes, oh, Nintendo Direct's going to be the best, the biggest thing. And when it's not, even though Nintendo never promised it was going to be, people are like, oh, Nintendo let us down again. Nintendo didn't promise you anything. You put it together in your own head. This was going to be the biggest thing ever. Well, it's interesting because where we stand right now, we have been waiting for the next generation of Xbox. We've right. been waiting for Xbox to get off their heels, get on their toes, and really start to sprint into this new era of Xbox that isn't third place, that isn't behind everybody else, right? We've been promised this vision that Xbox has the games. Xbox has these studios. Xbox has the services, the goods, an incredible piece of hardware that now is the time for it to start moving forward and showing the customers why it's got to be like there. I said. And we haven't been there yet. And I think everybody looks at Bethesda, like Paris has always said, right? $7.8 billion for this acquisition, right? Yep. This is the first true Xbox exclusive title from that team. This is... Bethesda's 25 years in the making. Xbox needs a win. I think it just starts to build up into the hype where no matter what, this game was going to get that regardless because they need well, a win. They got to prove to I it. think, you know, and obviously not to get ourselves, you know, delving too much into Starfield because I think a lot of what you were just saying, Gary, you know, we can answer next week. Right. right? Yes. Either way on what it's going to be. 
But I don't know if you saw what Phil Spencer, because he was doing the interview rounds today. And I don't know if you saw what, what some of his comments were. One of them, you know, being specific was about they feel like Starfield is going to be the kind of that kickoff for them getting into the infamous infamous cadence that Phil and, and both Matt Booty have talked about of having a, a first party release every quarter for four, four internal IPs a year. They think they're going to be able to start hitting that cadence now as we go into 2024. So I thought that was interesting to see the confidence behind that. And we obviously know the IPs that, that are coming along. And then um, something that we just talked about last week, Mike, when we had our Series S discussion, yeah. um, he because, you know, shout out to Dustin Legary over at IGN. He, he asked him about it and the Baldur's Gate stuff and all that. And he summed it up that they don't tell teams what to prioritize, you know, as far as their resources and everything goes. They're, they're very hands off with that. And that, that makes total sense. But he pretty much, you know, said, hey, we need to do a better job of, of clarifying, you know, they, they, the, the points about parity across not only the X and the S, but other platforms as well. And, you know, he specifically said Forza and the split screen stuff had nothing to do with the S. Um, he mentioned that Baldur's Gate will be coming to the Xbox by the end of this year. Um, and that moving forward, yeah, they need to do a better job of from, from Xbox, you know, clarifying certain things and communicating when it comes to that stuff versus what has built up in the community, rumors, speculation, innuendo about this stuff versus hearing it directly from the horse's mouth when, when it comes to these things. But long story short, Phil, in his own way, because, you know, he's, he's a wordsmith, basically said, look, relax, the S is fine. You know, when it comes to features and, you know, kind of oh, like we talked about last yeah. week. I installed it on my S because I want to I want to be able to have an impression on that as well, like how it performs on the Next S. week. That's good. You'll be able to talk <laughs> about it on that. Um, yeah, but, Paris, but, but, I, I like that. And also the learning lesson they had from Baldur's Gate because he knows yeah. he's missing it, right? Sony's about yeah. to get this. There is no way that from now on Sony can get games that Xbox can't do it anything like that. So I think they're going to take that to heart and really this console parody stuff, we will see probably like you said, Paris, we might see some movement on that one. Might not be a hard, we're dropping it forever, but there could be a case-by-case -case basis. And this is why I think it's going to be a bit of a shit show next week once the, once the embargo lifts. And it's nothing to do with the, the game itself, whether the, whether the game is a 10 out of 10, 9, 8, 7, whatever it might be, that it's nothing to do with that. It's now that this narrative has coalesced around the bigger picture of, as we've said many times before, right? The vibes have been off at Xbox a little bit, right? Where are the, you know, um, Redfall... Mm -hmm. fell on its face. Halo Infinite has obviously, you know, has, has kind of fallen off and there's no excitement there anymore. And not enough first party games. Phil obviously came on our show and was very frank about it. Like Starfield is meant to be like the, the, the cure-all for that, right? It's almost like a soft reboot of this Xbox era that Starfield is meant to be ushering in. So it's carrying all this water and carrying all this burden of responsibility that's like nothing to do with just the game itself, but it's like it's a bigger thing. It's almost mm -hmm. like this messianic thing that's going to like, you know, cause us all to reevaluate what Xbox is. And, oh, my God, this is this is now the game that, that is the this is the new the new flagship, you know, maybe in, in in some future, you know, the X cast anthem is no longer Halo, but like the Starfield music. Because Starfield is the new standard bearer for Xbox. But that again, regardless of whether or not that's been driven by Bethesda, that's where the narrative has kind of coalesced. And that's an incredibly high bar for this game to come in and satisfy been a, a lot of missteps there's been a lot of want and desire to be better there's been a lot of 
promises of a vision that, like Paris said, right, with Matt Booty and Phil thinking that they can get one game out a quarter for a year is the goal, right? Like, there is this moment that we have to hit this tipping point, and it's make or break. Is it going to actually happen? And the fun part is, if you look past Starfield, right, what is the next era of Xbox? It's right now, right? Game Pass is firing on third-party deals. It's giving you games that you want on the cloud, on the ecosystem of PC and console. You have two very competent consoles available right now, and First Party is lining up to be able to deliver after Starfield. You have Forts on the way. Then you move right into Hellblade. Then you move into Avowed. You have Towerborn. You look at Compulsion is now out. We wait upon the Coalition to see what they're doing. Halo Infinite is trying to get their footing back and still be relevant. We do know they've teamed up over there with another group to make Project Tatanka. So, like, there are a lot of pieces here that are seemingly lining up right now, and we're just kind of waiting for the starting gun to say, it's now, right? But all, all that matters that right now, and all that's going to matter for this year until the end of the year is Starfield, right? Because that's yeah. the game. I, I, I know Forza as well. But, like, Forza is a thing where, like, you kind of know what to expect from Forza, right? It's the latest in a long line of games that are all roughly the same. This may be marginally better than the others, but we kind of know what... Forts is going to be, right? But with Starfield, there's a lot of like, you know, how open really is it? Can you do this? Can you do that? There's so many questions around yeah. it. That once, once all that, once that other shoe drops, when the embargo lifts, I just, I don't know if it's for sure it's going to be a shit show. I just, it's going to be interesting. There's going to be a lot, a lot of opinions out there. And, and again, they're all going to be um, carrying all this extra narrative around them because it's, 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 it's really considered to be like, the Xbox's savior or whatever it might be. That's how I, I may be wrong in my reading of the, the atmosphere that's around there, but that's the vibe that I'm getting is that the hype is like as high as I've ever seen it for a video game. Paris, how do we know when that next era will be? Will it be actually after Starfield? Is it, are we in this new era right now? We just don't know. How do we judge that we've now moved on to this new era and everything is what's happening with Xbox? What are those tick boxes that need to be hit for you to look at and go they delivered they're here now well it's interesting going back again to what phil spencer has been talking about at gamescom he he mentioned that he feels like they're at the end of the beginning of this generation if that makes sense they're not in the middle they're not towards the end but they're still they're right at the the edge of the beginning of it and obviously we know all the delays and things that have happened the past few years since these, these consoles launched in 2020 to me it's getting consistent delivering delivering games again we we know all there's so many games that we know of that we just don't know when they're coming out so if they can go into 2024 deliver hellblade deliver avowed you know we find out what the hell everwild is as an example right and you know on down the line of these all these known ips that just are simply not out yet then i think we're in that next era and Clearly, they're looking at Starfield of being the kind of the poster child for that to say, hey, we're in the next era. We are truly in the next generation of gaming starting from this point. And you obviously will see as we go into 2024. By the way, one one other thing, one side note. This isn't uh, a first party title. But Stalker 2 is playable at Gamescom. Whoa. And some of, some of the early impressions have been really good. And Barrett, you do win because it is not coming this year, it is going to be Q1 2024. Did we make a bet on that? I've made so no, many we didn't. Bets. Okay, no, okay. no, we didn't bet. But I was, <laughs> I was being stubborn, going, no, it can come this year. <laughs> well, of course, 2024 is right around the corner. 
We also have Starfield next week. We have Forza this year. We also have some new updates from Gamescom because there is a game that has now hit your console that is a first-party title. We're going to talk about in just a moment right after a word from our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. We all know life can be hard. It's so easy to get caught up in what everyone else needs from you and never take a moment to think about what you need from yourself. I know from experience how often it just seems easier to care about others and keep it moving. But when we spend all of our time giving, it can leave us feeling stretched thin and burned out. Therapy can give you the tools to find more balance in your life so you can keep supporting others without leaving yourself behind. Some of my best friends use BetterHelp and love how helpful it can be for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. For more balance with BetterHelp, visit betterhelp.com slash kindoffunny today and get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash kindoffunny betterhelp.com slash kind of funny if you're an athlete you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down after all a team is only as good as its weakest link so you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field that's why there's no vape in team when you vape you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs if you're a step behind the team's a step behind Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. All right, everybody, welcome back. Of course, Gamescom is going on, and we have some Xbox news coming out of Germany. Of course, Starfield did open up the opening night live showcase with Jeff Keighley and the Gamescom crew for 2023. It was a very awesome live action trailer. I highly encourage you to go check it out. Some of Bethesda's best work to get you really in the world. Oh, that live action trailer was cool. Yeah, I saw that. Wasn't that real? Yeah, good. Some Halo 3 type vibes uh-huh. back in the day. Real cool. Uh, of course, we have a special shadow drop. The launch of Age of Empires 4 on console is now out right now. Oh, shit. Gary Witta. So, of course, we celebrated and praised. I came on here and did the review for Age of Empires 2 coming to console. Now, Age of Empires 4 has shadow dropped. It is out right now. And I think that was the perfect way to drop this, Paris, right? Because we already know what Age of Empires 4 is. It's been out on PC. You could go play Mm -hmm. it. We've clearly seen that they can deliver an RTS with 
the console commands on your controller input, no problem at all. There's no need to do a bunch of previews, wait for a bunch of reviews, drop the game, let's get people playing. And I thought that was a mega win, so I'm very pleased with that. Of course, if you don't know, there's controller input. There will be a new tutorial for all of you beginner players on console, and you'll have the villager priority system, which we thought was really, really rad from Age of Empires 2 onto Age of Empires 4. We saw a little bit of Aura History Untold from Oxide Games. Of course, that gave us the first gameplay trailer of their 4X strategy game. That's going to be on PC in 2024 with PC Game Pass. Paris, are you big into those kind of strategy games like that? Yeah, I mean, I definitely want to check that one out. I mean, I, I fully admit, no, I'm not all the time jumping and playing, but I have in the past, and this one looks, looks interesting. Definitely, it's going to be worth checking out. Let's put it that way. Gary, you got that strategy brain. You into these kind of games? More on PC, though. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm yeah, old school. I need, my, I need my mouse and my keyboard. Well, this one will be on PC for you, so you'll be okay. down with that. This one is that next level I haven't hit yet in my RTS lifestyle is I'm good with Age of Empires, Warcraft, Halo mm -hmm. Wars. I've never made it to, like, this Civ games or Tropico. I just, I've one never gone term. to that next level. And oh this is God. what that's kind Back of Back in the on. day, I used to be an RTS fiend. Fucking uh, Red, Command and Conquer, Red Alert. That was extremely my shit. What a cool I game. loved that game. Starcraft? And Starcraft. Yeah, my yeah. man. Yeah, those Maybe you and two. I should link up. Those were the two. Right. Yeah, Mike, if you ever get into sit, like it's, it's almost dangerous in the way that if you get into that, if you reach that level, I mean, you'll look up, it's four or five o'clock in the morning, <laughs> just one more turn. That That is the next level I haven't quite yeah. hit, so maybe our History Untold will help me do that next year. And then, of course, we had a cool little award that Xbox won. Xbox One Gamescom Green Studio of the Year Award, Gary. What, what do you think about that? I mean, they all, I mean the, the, all their branding is green. They have the green <laughs> console, right? I mean, look at this set. So, uh, yeah, no, they obviously, they've done some... Um, They've, they've, they've done some good stuff in that space. You know, they had the recycled, uh, you know, the controller that was all made of recycled materials. Yeah. I don't know. I, I know they've spoken a lot before about other things that they do in terms of, you know, eco-friendly uh, packaging and like low carbon footprint and all that kind of stuff. Like companies have to do this stuff now. So uh, good, for, good for Xbox for, you know, leading the charge. Yeah, and also good on Gamescom for promoting that, right? Absolutely. Like, let's be mm -hmm. aware of our surroundings. Let's be aware of Mother Earth and how we can better take care of it. Let's hold these companies accountable and try, of course, on our end as just one human being and larger billion-dollar corporations to try to protect planet Earth and have us stay on this planet a little bit longer. It's another reason why I like digital downloads. Less carbon footprint. No, no plastic, no shipping physical discs around the country and around the world. I know that there is a carbon footprint attached with, you know, moving data around as well but much less than all the plastic and and fossil fuels that are involved in manufacturing and shipping physical discs so that is some of the big announcements from opening night live of course like paris said phil spencer has gone on the ign couch he's done an interview with destin legary with ign go check that out right now it's very good also pete hines is out there representing bethesda along with todd howard i saw the xbox on team spoke with pete hines he's like 140 hours in to starfield so you know he's got nothing but fun things to say about that during that interview a lot so of hours. check that one out and uh, he was also promoting the watch Paris and Gary, I want I'll that watch. You what, you're gonna look good in that watch. So I know I want it. So I know the Starfield influencer box is coming because they they asked me for my shipping address. Okay, okay. I want to know what's in it though. You're is it gonna be a good one? <laughs> Are we gonna get the Constellation Edition? Are we gonna get the watch? Tell me you want the watch. Or is it just gonna be some fucking stickers? And I don't know. You're rocking something? a watch right now. I got now. the Apple yeah, Watch, yeah, but yeah. if I get the Starfield watch, I'll I'll definitely I'll definitely put it on. Paris, Someone, wait, Paris so, looks so, like he knows something. 
Well, yeah, someone may or may not have told me what's in the box. I know oh, okay, he knows. He, what's, what's in the, the box? box? You guys will figure out what's in the box soon enough. Um, of course, what's in the box, but let's talk what's around your box. Your Xbox is now going to have something very special. Rough segue, but I'll let it, I'll, I'll, I tried. I'll allow it. Yeah. I tried, Gary. You got to have some 10. fun with it. Okay, three out of ten. I'll get better on the next one, Chad. Of course, <laughs> let's talk about wrapping up your Xbox with the brand new Xbox console. Yeah, wraps. Mike, let's talk about it. Let's have some fun because I have some cool news to share with all of you. And of course, I want to tell you what Xbox wants to share with you. Of course, this October, pre-orders are now live. You can upgrade your look and change your look, make it unique, make it personalized to your style and, of course, your personality. Your Xbox Series X will now be able to have a wrap uh, launching this October. You'll have Starfield with a special design uh -huh. and the Arctic and Mineral Camo coming out at a $49.99 price point and a $44.99 price point for the camo editions there. Uh, this is the write-up from the Xbox Wire. The wraps were designed specifically for the Xbox Series S or Series X and have a custom precision fit. Every detail was taken into consideration to ensure your console performance is preserved. Vents are all clear and small feet were added to the bottom of the wraps to ensure air can flow freely through the console. Made with solid core panels that are layered with high-tech fabric finishes, the wraps are folded around your console mm -hmm. and secured with a hook and a loop enclosure. The interior of the wraps are printed with silicone designs that keep the wrap in place. Of course, you see the photos up on the website right now. They yeah. are for pre-order. Yeah. This is a fun and different design to, of course, Paris, I know you remember because you have some, the Xbox 360 face The face plates, plates of yeah. Course. And also a little bit better than saying, hey, Gary Witter, you can only get a cool-looking Xbox if you buy the Super Special Edition. Right, right. It's a Because we were talking about, is there going to be a Starfield Special Edition console? Well, this is their answer to that i think this is cool it did make me think it did make me think of the face plates i think it's it's nice to be able to swap them in and out. i don't love the two camo ones but the starfield one, all of the starfield branding stuff the, the controller and the headset is great and that goes very well with it if i were to get and to get any one of those three i would get the starfield one for sure you know what i would love to see if they continue with this and release more a design lab for these design yes. your own mm -hmm. or simply just ship a blank one and let people put their own artworks on it I think that would Great be cool. idea. But overall, I think these, these are really cool. Paris, what did you think of these? Of course, we talk about the face plates and we talk about special editions. Like when you first initially saw this, were you sold on this? Did you think it was kind of funky and weird? What were your initial thoughts looking at it? I th at first, when I first, first saw it, I was like, oh my God, are they expecting people to put these like stickers on? People yes. are going to screw this up and it's going to look horrible. But then when I saw how it worked, I go, okay, this makes sense. This it looks like it does very... just kind of wrap around quite easily, yeah, yeah. right? Like it's fairly idiot proof. It yeah, it's almost like um, like if you have an iPad, like an iPad case. That that that's kind of the way I equate it, right? It so yeah, it it makes sense. And like to your point, Gary, I mean the Starfield one is clearly the highlight of the three that they have. Um, hopefully, we will see other custom designs come out. I would imagine for every big game release they have moving forward, they're probably going to have have one of these as a companion piece to go with it. But depending on how the the manufacturing is and cost and all of that, if they could have some type of design lab one that isn't too pricey, because I think 50 is kind of pushing it as is, um, it, that'd be welcome to see if, if you could do it. But who knows the manufacturing process, if that would even be reasonable. When they showed the little uh, animation of how it wraps around, uh -huh. I was yeah, like, yeah. okay, cool, I'll get one of those. Because like 
when I thought it was some kind of laminate or whatever, where you have to be... You know, You're like, no, no. I was watching a YouTube yeah, video like, recently of how they how they do wraps on, like, high-end cars. You know, you can get, like, those laminate wraps. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was watching the people in the garage do it, and they're experts. They know what they're doing, but you see them, like, kind of, like, like putting it over the hood and the sides, and they have, like, the, 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 they flatten it all down. Yeah, and it looks great. Yeah, like, the, the I'm, like, thing, yeah, super yeah. fucking anxious the whole time. And, like, one air bubble <laughs> or one crease gets in there that they can't get out. The whole, the whole thing's off. Yeah. But they do it so brilliantly, and it's really, like, cool to watch. But, yeah, I got anxiety thinking about, like, anytime I have to put a sticker on something, I get, is it going to be level? Is it going to yeah. be, you know, because I'm OCD? But this is like, it really just looks like you just go like that and you're wrapping done. a blanket around it. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. think this is the correct move. At first, I was like, huh, I don't know if I like this. But then when you think about it, it's like, oh, that's actually really smart, right? It's easily, you can take it off, you can put on new ones. I do want to talk about that price point, right? Because I do think we are seeing kind of the price point of where the special editions could be sitting at about $49.99 and probably the normal quote unquote colorways that we'll see at $44.99. I'm looking over on PlayStation right now and their face plates are selling for $65 for special editions and $54 for just the regular colorway. So I, I'm pleased with that price, but it's a little high. Still, it's a little high. I, but I think it's a good solution to the special edition consoles because all, all those special, if they had done a Starfield console, all it would have been is that skin, right? And then maybe there would yeah. have been like a unique startup sound from the game like they did with the headset, but Correct. that's it. It's yeah. just an aesthetic thing. So this is, this, is, this is a nice way to be able to, whatever game you're super hyped around any given year, whether it's Starfield or you know, Fable next year or whatever, whatever it's going to be, like put a new wrap on it and 50 bucks, not the end of the world. I think it's cool. Well, come October, we will receive these faceplates. We will talk well, about Well, you will. Them. I haven't got the fucking email. Well, Apparently there's two did. of us, and there's three. So Jeff Rubin's been playing favorites. One. What's going on, Jeff? <laughs> Where's my email? We will get the console wraps, and we will talk about them, because I am very interested in this product and how we can continue to push forward the fun of, hey, let's personalize your Xbox, but not making you pay a $500 charge fee for a special edition console. Smart move. I like it. Let's I hope, I hope they do more of them. I would like, yeah. I think a design lab would be a really cool idea, but like I so said, just a blank one. And like you, you encourage people to kind of post their own designs. People yeah. could do really cool stuff. Shout out to the product team. Y'all are, y'all are actually getting it. Like the product team at Xbox, they're really getting it. And I like that. Now, is this what you, is this what you were segueing into when you were talking about how you were spending your money on stupid shit? Or did we just forget about no, it? No, we forgot about that. Do you want to know about what I'm going to say? Absolutely. Let's, let's take a moment and talk about what's Mike going to buy now. And why is he buying that? We got a dope collab coming your way right here, right now, because it's Gillette Labs coming out with the Razer, Razer special edition. Of Wait, course, what? Razer laptops and computer products. You know them so well. I've got, I've got a, I've got a Razer Labs. laptop, yeah. And they're going to make a Razer Razer special edition. Are you serious? Gary, it's bright, venom green, feel sharp, play sharp. I hope it's better than that fucking mask they re released during COVID that, that didn't do shit to protect you from COVID. Uh, so right now you can, of course, sign up to be one of the first. Oh, look at that. Take a look. So I'll give you some of the rundowns. Of that course. is the most gamer looking razor that's, I've ever that's, seen. That's, that's actually the razor that I use at home, just but, but, not the, but, but not with the razor skin not on. Venom green. Yeah, not, yeah no, i got to get that. Oh, Gary. See, I want Gary over. It's a good razor. Exfoliating bar, uh -huh. of course. Built-in exfoliating bar to yeah. release yeah. Uh, trapped hairs before you shave them off. Then you have sharp blades, adaptive design, a magnetic stand, yeah. a lifetime warranty, and a metal handle. This is the, this is exactly what we were just talking about. This is the razor, the, the Gillette Labs razor that's already on uh, that's already on the market mm -hmm. with that magnetic base. I've I've got all of that. I've got that at home. But they put the razor skin on it. It's a clever little collab. How, Why not? How much? 
Well, here's the thing. I mean, th those razors are not cheap, and neither are the blades. That's how they get you, is the blades. Of course. But I, I can't remember how much the... It'd be interesting to see if that version is more expensive than the generic version of the Gillette Labs razor. I don't, do you have a price there? No, no price on there. Okay. I'll give you $39.99. Right now, uh, the basic one, hold on, let me pull it up here, uh, is coming in at $23. This is like the basic hey. one without any of like the added, like there was one that looked like it was on fire. I don't know. What yeah, the that's the one that I have. Like. That's the basic one. Okay. $39.99, not, so not a bad price point. Yeah, but where they get again when you got to buy the replacement blades, the that's where they jack you up. Oh, I'll get the blades, but like that's a good razor. That's not a stupid thing to spend your money on. Thing is that what do you? I mean, you've got some. What yeah, do you? What I, do you I don't do? Know what I'm doing? Hey, gaming dads, can we have a moment? Can we talk dad stuff for a second? You know, gaming dads. <laughs> here I am. I'm growing into my own, and I just don't know what I'm doing with my facial hair. You know, some moments it, yeah, it's, it's, I might shave it into a mustache. Sometimes I'll pretend to grow a beard that has just these giant bald spots here at the bottom of my chin. It's, a little, it's coming in a little patchy. It's, it's very patchy, Gary. And then there's sometimes where I'll just shave it all off and you'll say, Mike, why did you do that and look like a baby? Paris and Gary, in your years of being an adult, yeah. how did you land on the facial hair you currently have? And did you experiment? And did you like any of your experiments? I've tried to grow a beard a couple of times, but I never liked the way it comes in. It doesn't come in like as full as you would want. Yeah. There's a lot of gray in it as well. Um, and I never get past the itchy phase. People say, like, you'll get past the itchy phase. I never do. So two or three times I've tried to grow a beard, I always end up getting, getting frustrated with it and shaving it off. And, like, clean shaving is the way, the way to go for me. I wonder what I've Paris would look like with a beard. Yeah, no, I've done it all. <laughs> yeah, the, the beard thing, I mean, it, it gets a little patchy, kind of like you're saying, so, so I'm not too much of a fan of it, but uh, usually, like, the goatee... Or, or you know, a, a grow, I used to grow the sideburns out, do all that, you know. Or I'd have it where it was, you know, it would the sideburns and they would all connect and come into the goatee. I would do that, but you know, now that I'm old and it gets gray and I refuse to dye anything. I, I, just I don't remember. Have you were rocking the goatee at one point in work from home, uh, Paris, weren't you? I oh no, I, I had a straight stash. I didn't oh, even go to. I remember. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. I was doing the Magnum Ti. Yeah. Oh, I gotta find that. Have you? Have I seen you completely clean shaven? You used to be. I did it recently, not too long ago. Uh, I was before I got this job here. But, uh, yeah, I'm always willing. To, uh, right now I'm in this phase, Gary and Paris, where I am willing to do anything with my hair and beard because we got it. <laughs> Let's do something with it. Yeah. Because back in the day, all the way up from 18 to, like, 27, I would just buzz my head all the time. Right. So it's like... Oh, well, let's play with it a little bit. So I'm down to shave. I mean, I think beard. your hair, I like the hairstyle. I almost got a little Tom Waits vibe. I like the little, hairstyle. Little right I like now. the I like the facial. Even I guess even it's a little patchy. I think it looks good. It's working for you. I like it. Little Nigel Thornberry. Remember when Greg used to be clean shaven, baby face Greg? Now look at him. He looks like a million bucks. It's like the old it's like the Star Trek rule. If Riker doesn't have a beard, don't bother. As soon as he gets, the, it's only when he gets the beard, the show gets good. <laughs> is that what it yeah, is? Yeah, that's okay, how you know. Like All right, guys, let's keep it talking with some Xbox because we have a fun one and an interesting one. Xbox and Microsoft are teaming up with Ubisoft right now for a big deal that you need to know about. Microsoft has restructured the ABK deal to better adjust to the CMA for approval. This week, Microsoft has made a deal with Ubisoft to have the rights to sell cloud streaming of ABK games for the next 15 years. I'm going to take it over to IGN, who will give you the full rundown here to better explain it. Microsoft said that under the restructure buyout, it will not be in a position either to release ABK or 
Activision Blizzard games exclusively on xCloud, Xbox Cloud Gaming or exclusively control the licensing terms of Activision Blizzard games for rival services, opening the possibility of Activision Blizzard games appearing on PlayStation and Nintendo consoles on cloud gaming services. Ubisoft can now commercialize the distribution of the games via cloud streaming, including to Microsoft itself. Ubisoft will, bi will buy the cloud streaming rights to Activision's games through a one-off payment and through a market-based wholesale pricing mechanism, including an option that supports pricing based on usage. Ubisoft will then have the ability to license out to third parties the, uh, third parties, the cloud streaming rights to Activision games under any business model of its choosing, including buy-to-play, multi-game subscription services, or any other model that may arise. Ubisoft said the deal will, quote, further strengthen Ubisoft's content offerings through its subscription service, Ubisoft Plus, as well as allowing Ubisoft to license streaming access of Activision Blizzard catalog of games, including future releases to cloud gaming companies, service providers, and console makers. Personally, what the heck just happened here? Did we just sell off all of this deal? What's happening here? It basically, yeah, it, it's a lot. And, and from the best way I can understand it is they're basically saying, look, the Activision Blizzard titles for streaming purposes, for cloud streaming, Ubisoft now owns that. They own the cloud streaming portion of that and they get to distribute that at their discretion to whatever other third parties. They are independent from Xbox and they're the ones that are managing that. So it doesn't so it allows Xbox to not look like a monopoly when it comes to cloud streaming. In other words, hey, we're giving these games to anybody that wants them. Ubisoft gets to do it. It's not us. Basically, Ubisoft is selling the rights back to us to put them on on our own cloud service, etc. This doesn't affect any ABK games that are going to go on Game Pass or anything like that, because even Phil Spencer talked about that today, where he said that it, it's completely separate when it comes to cloud cloud streaming and things that were going Game Pass. But he did warn if and or when the deal closes, don't expect overnight all the ABK games to be on Game Pass. It will take some time due to various reasons. But yeah, it, it, to me, it just seems like, look, they're trying to appease the CMA and you know they did the restructure it makes sense you offload that part of the business over to a trusted partner which is ubisoft they now own it 15-year deal away you go it it seems this should satisfy it all and this deal will close uh by october but who the hell knows at this point something else will happen i'm sure but uh it seems 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 like th this should satisfy it yes some interesting money moves here i think it's a bit silly um Clearly, this is not something that this is not a deal that that Microsoft and Ubisoft would have made just of their own volition, right? They're right. doing this to uh, to satisfy a condition of the CMA, and if that's what it takes for the last domino to fall for this deal to finally go through, right? Because CMA is kind of the last holdout. They've got um, you know, FTC and other countries around the world have all signed off on it. It's just the CMA. So if this, I don't fully understand like all the legal requirements, but if this is the pretzel shaped knot that they need, they need to tie themselves up in in order to satisfy what what if we do it this way like what would that be okay if that's what it takes to get this through then obviously all parties have decided that that's what is necessary the thing that about it that to me that seems kind of silly is 
at the end of the day, organizations or government bodies like the CMA and the FTC, their, their, their purpose is to protect the consumer, right? As, as came up from the judge in the FTC trial, they kept saying to the Sony people, it's not my job, it's, it's, it's not the job of, of the government to make sure that Sony's okay. It's, the, it's, it's our job to make sure that the consumer has choice and is being fairly treated. And that's, and that's completely right. At the end of the day, whether, whether consumers in the UK, gamers in the UK are getting, when they stream an Activision game, if that's being served up from a Ubisoft server or a Microsoft server, they're not going to know the difference. So it's not going to make any real difference as far right. as I'm aware, but that's, that's the condition that they need to satisfy to get this deal waved through. And so they've decided that's what they're going to do. I just, I just don't think it may, has a material impact on the experience that game, look, people who play Activision Blizzard games are going to are going to have going forward. Yeah, the big I, one, of I, course. I, oh, yeah, go past. I, I think, because I'm in, in my head in real time, I'm trying to simplify this, how, how it would work. So let's say PlayStation has their own cloud streaming service that they're doing, right? <clears throat> and they want Call of Duty to be on it. They would not go to Xbox for that. They would go to Ubisoft yep. to negotiate that deal. I, I think that's the simplest way to try and understand this, that for any Activision Blizzard title, if a third party wants that game on their cloud service, the, they're going to Ubisoft to negotiate the deal to get it on that platform. I, that way, yeah. I guess what yeah. it means is that I guess what in terms of the anti the, the anti competitiveness of it or the fairness right. of it, it's like active, Microsoft stroke Activision won't be can't like hold Sony over a barrel for the cloud streaming exactly. rights because they want to make life difficult for Sony. Right. It will be Ubisoft, which is a disinterested party, right? That that will that will just do the deal that's right for them as opposed to oh let's let's continue to make like you know, we said we're going to work with sony but we'll actually like aggravate them on every little deal point because that's good for us in our co overall competition that part of it kind of makes sense but i guarantee you at the end of the day gamers aren't going to notice any difference that's right. what, let's get this done that's right the question is is microsoft is, is ubisoft streaming arch architecture as good as microsoft we know microsoft's is really good azure and everything they've got i don't know how good Ubisoft is at cloud streaming. If they're the ones that are not just doing the deal, but then have the responsibility of actually streaming the games, I guess we'll see how good Ubisoft's streaming I don't, <clears throat> excuse me, is. I don't think it's exactly like that. I think it like they are saying that, yeah, they're going to have these games on Ubisoft Plus. So that portion, yeah, Ubisoft is going to be responsible for. But again, the analogy like I just made, like let's just for pretend, I know they would have a deal with it, but if it was NVIDIA coming to them, to go on GeForce now, NVIDIA's handling that cloud streaming, not Ubisoft. But you would still have right, to go so to Ubisoft funny, to if, negotiate if the deal. If they end up going to like, like, like saying, oh, we need to outsource this back to like AWS or Azure or one of the bigger players out there, that's the weird thing. It's, it's still, it's, if it's Azure, right, it's still going to be Microsoft serving right. the games, but, yeah. but Ubisoft is just the broker in, in between. And again, right. this is all just being done to satisfy whatever legal conditions the CMA need to you know, sign off. Doing it for the CMA, of course. Yeah. Phil, during that interview with IGN, like Paris has talked about, he said the goal is simple. The goal is to bring more games to more people. It always has been. The GeForce, Boostroid, and other deals that we saw previously are still intact with this going through to Ubisoft as well. So uh, just something to keep in mind for uh, as we see this hopefully close in October. Now seems to be the date that everyone will be looking at with the new conditions there. Guys, let's round out the show with a big one. It's time to say goodbye. 
Once again, of course, we said goodbye to Games with Gold. I told you all last week that the final Games with Gold is available for this month till the end of the month. Grab them while you can because it's over now. But the Xbox 360 shop is closing down and you will not be able to buy games or movies off the Xbox 360 store anymore uh, as of 2024. So on July 29th, 2024, Xbox will stop supporting the ability to purchase new games, DLC, and other entertainment content from the Xbox 360 store on the console and the Xbox 360 marketplace, marketplace.com or .xbox.com. Related to this change, the Microsoft Movies and TV app will no longer function on Xbox 360, which means TV and movie content will no longer be viewable on your Xbox 360 after July 29th, 2024. Between now and July 2024, you can continue purchasing games and DLC from the Xbox 360 store and at the Xbox 360 marketplace. The change will not affect your ability to play Xbox 360 games or DLC you have already purchased. Xbox 360 game content previously purchased will still be available to play not only the Xbox 360 console, but also on the Xbox One and Xbox Series X and S devices via backwards compatibility. Guys, there it is. You have one full year to buy all the games you want from your Xbox 360 storefront. Paris, it's been a long time. Many, many years. A lot of, you know, that was early on of digital purchases as well, which always makes me think about, like, how fun that was. The blades we talk about going to that <laughs> storefront, where you went. Paris, pretty wild to think about. Are you going to turn on your Xbox 360 and buy anything? Do you need anything that you got to have? You know, I don't think so. I think everything that I would want from the, from the 360 era, I already have either on disc or I have a digital version of it. So I, I think I'm I'm good to go as far as that 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 is concerned. But you know, it's like I am a little torn on this. I mean, I I respect the fact that they're giving people plenty time, plenty of a heads up to go look. If you want these games, you got a year. Go go get them while you can. Um, but at the same time, it, it is somewhat of a bummer that if I don't have a game and two years from now, I realize, oh, my God, I want to play X. I didn't buy it already. It's going to be inaccessible to me now. I no longer have access to that. Now I have to go to a flea market or something. Nope, I can find it on a disc somewhere. But it, it is the one overall concern about the digital age and not just gaming. I mean, we're talking music, all the media, like we even see on these streaming platforms right now where content just goes away and it's gone. Poof. That's the one concern that we don't, we won't have access to certain, certain pieces of media. If, if a company decides they just no longer want to distribute it. Now, at least with Xbox, if you own it, if you've already purchased it, you will always have the ability to go back and download it. So it, it, you will always be able to have it because you own that license. But hopefully we don't get to an era where if you own the license to it, the digital license, they don't provide some type of, you know, storefront for you to be able to redownload these titles. <clears throat> I had a couple of thoughts. First of all, it takes Naomi. me back to the, to the beginning of the Xbox 360 era. Do you remember Jay Allard getting up on stage? Oh, yeah. And saying, remember Velocity Girl? Yes, Apparently, remember like there's this kind of yeah. this, this like you know pretend uh, gamer who was not only playing games but was was also designing like 
in-game like gear that she, that she could then sell on the marketplace. Mm-hmm. It was almost like a precursor to like NFTs or whatever. It never happened, right? It was it was a lot. Oh, we're going to revolutionize the digital marketplace, and you'll be able to like design your own stuff and sell it on the marketplace. Never came to pass. Um, but yeah, you're, you're right that 360, I think, was that was the generation with the PlayStation 3 where you know digital downloads first started to really kind of make yeah. their presence felt. My other thought is, first of all, I don't think that, yes, absolutely, a lot, a lot of people that complain about, oh, well, you never really own something when it's digital. This definitely plays into that argument. On the, on the other hand, though, a year is plenty of notice. The Xbox 360 is very old. I don't know how long Microsoft can be expected to kind of keep these stores running. It is kind of sad. I remember when they, when they closed down the, 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 the Wii shop, and it was sad. Yeah. Right? I miss I miss the music. I listen to it on YouTube all the time. Do, 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 do. Like the Wii music is great, uh, and it's sad when they sunset these shops. And this is sad too in a way because there, there there is a finality to it. My question is not a rhetorical question. I'm just genu- genuinely curious. How many people do you think this actually affects? How many people are out there today in 2023 still primarily playing on their Xbox 360 and still downloading and purchasing content from the online store? Surely can't be that many. Less than a hundred thousand. Yeah, you think? What do you think, Paris? Yeah, yeah, I, I'm with Mike. It's got to be a small percentage at this point that it's only on the 360 and doesn't have an, at least an Xbox One or something like that and where they're playing games. Actively purchasing games right, online right. of all things. Yeah, I mean, I can kind of, I can kind of see it. I mean, Xbox 360 was a great console, right? The Xbox One, there were plenty of reasons to not upgrade to that because you know it turned out to not be that great. Um, and the new consoles, you know, unless you think uh, Series S, you know, they're they're pretty expensive and hard to find. So. I could see a lot of people that are still perfectly happy on their Xbox 360. Look at look at what happened when they put the um, 360 versions of Call of Duty back up, right? For for yeah, um, that back for up. backwards compatibility, those became the big the, the most popular games on the store. Yeah, but I, I I guess the point on that is, and I think maybe this is what Xbox is thinking as well. Anyone that is in that group of people that you're talking about, they already got all the games that they want from right. that era right they, they already own them and they're giving they're throwing up the, the warning signal you have one year if there's something out there that you still think you need to purchase and own and again let's just be clear it's like the games that you've already purchased it's not like they're going to stop working right exactly. you'll, you'll always be able to you'll always be able to even if you don't have them downloaded you'll always be able to re-download them this is typically how it works when they sunset a store they'll all like nintendo they've all done this done this in the past you won't be able to buy a new or, or with steam they, i remember when, like for example was like remember when epic games bought Fall Guys, bought Mediatonic. So now that you can only buy that from Epic Games now. It's no longer available for sale on Steam. Yeah. But because I got it on Steam back in the day, I can always reinstall it from Steam if I want to. Correct. It's just not available for new purchases. Right. Gerard the Completionist, get your team ready. Because <laughs> oh, I'm sure don't that, put that on him. I'm sure he's getting ready. Oh, there's a conversation with his team already, I'm sure. Because he's all about game preservation. And again, he those physical discs will always there. be out there on eBay, yeah, yeah. flea markets. Some of them might end up. This, this could potentially lead to those prices going up, right? Because oh, it, yeah. it becomes now the mm-hmm. only way to get be interesting those to old see games. What are the... How many only digital download Xbox 360 titles are there, right? Like how Xbox, big, everything on Xbox Live Arcade. How many? Yeah, how many are those? How many of the? How many? I mean, I mean, there's a lot, right? There's a, a lot. Of, I mean, think, think about. I mean, right off the top of my head, Braid, right? One of the best games mm-hmm. of the 360 mm-hmm. generation or any generation. I'm I, don't, go, I don't think there ever was a physical copy of Braid. I'm was plugging there? in my Maybe Xbox there was. 360 tonight, and I'm surfing that storefront. I'm gonna buy some things. Oh, the days of Xbox Live Arcade, <laughs> Halcyon days. 
But well, now here's here's one thing though that that I speculate that they're probably going to do moving forward, even once they shut it down. You're going to see some of those games appear in Game Pass, and they're yeah. going to circulate mm-hmm. them that way. So that's going to be another avenue that people can at least, if there's some game that they want to play that was in the 360 era, they can have access to it if they're subscribing to Game Pass. Yeah, and Xbox already does a good job of making those games available on the yeah. current platforms through. Yep. You know, and they've done a really good job of you know upscaling. You know, you know how much I love SSX three. That's still I still play that on my Xbox Series X, and they and they upscaled it to four K, and it looks fantastic. Love it. Kind of funny, best friends. Of course, if you still got your three sixty and you're ready to buy some games, let me know down in the comments what games I should be buying before the storefront closes in 2024. But this will wrap up our final week of the kind of funny X cast before Starfield. That's a crazy thing to say because next week we are answering all of your Starfield questions. My two gaming dads and the kind of funny team will finally be able to talk about their experiences with Starfield. And of course, the kind of funny X cast will answer all of your questions. So please write in to kind of funny.com slash X cast with any question you want to know about Starfield from, of course, Paris and Gary and the team here who have played it. We'll talk about that next week. Until then, hold on, just one one thing, because I know you're not going to be part of the Starfield discourse next week because you're you're waiting. Streaming, yeah. Greg's going to be here instead. Even if it's just for five minutes, we have to have all three oh, of us I'll behind be this desk. Yeah, yeah. oh, I was going to bring that up too. Yeah, yeah, glad you said that. We're, yep. And then buy Gary's book. Gun dog. Goodbye, everyone. Have a good week. See you later.